Hi, it's Tim Hagen from Progress Coaching, and welcome to another episode for the Coaching Conversations podcast. Now, we are on Stitcher, we are on iTunes, and multiple different channels. Please check us out. Now, one of the things that you'll get out of our podcast episodes is a lot of content, a lot of strategy. It's not fluff, it's not concept. Yet we really want you to engage with the content and let us know your feedback. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. If there's topics you'd love to have us address, we would love to share them with you. Let us know your impact and let us know your feedback. With everything going on in the workplace right now, coaching continues to grow. It continues to rise in popularity in terms of organizations realizing its value. With that being said, what are some of the keys to coaching success? And there are a lot. Yet when you think about coaching to success and creating a coaching culture, what are some of the key things that we need more than anything? And I think about, first and foremost, a coaching framework. We need a coaching framework to understand where we're going. And when you think about a coaching framework, think about how you're going to converse with somebody. Now, most of the time, we don't do that socially, right? We don't go in and, and say, I'm meeting my buddies or I'm meeting my girlfriends out for dinner. I got to plan my conversations. Yet, we certainly need to do that when we're coaching people. So something we teach here at Progress Coaching is qualms, questions, activities, learning projects, motivators, and supplemental coaching. Each of those acronym letters, if you will, or those areas have a very specific purpose. Questions build self-awareness, activities drive change, learning projects build accountability, motivator is really the whiff, what's in it for them, and then supplemental coaching, dare I say, even saves leaders time when they're coaching employees. Now, what are some of the key things we need to coach to, and how do we go about doing that knowing we're making progress? Number one, there's something called the tiers of learning. So let's think about someone who has to give a stand-up presentation. And let's say they haven't really done this before, and they've never really done a corporate, let's just call it a speech or presentation. Knowledge, do they know how to organize it? Skill, have they practiced presenting? The behavioral component of the tiers of learning is confidence. Now, if I just said to somebody, look, you have a presentation in front of a thousand people next week, just get up and wing it. Don't worry about structure. You would think I'm crazy. Coaching is also a stage. It's just a different stage. What we say matters. What we say, not being understood, can create chaos. So let me give you an example. So if somebody does something wrong, and I don't understand why, and I just reprimand them and say, John, why the heck would you do it that way? Gosh, that infuriates me versus saying, John, what was your thought process when you did that, and what can I do to assist you going forward? you will elicit a different response. Dare I say, the first response, you will not get honesty. You will not get integrity of information. Now, when we understand what we're coaching to, knowledge, can they teach it? Do they understand what to do? Skill, have they practiced it? That cannot be understated. Behavioral, confidence comes from two things, practice and positive reinforcement. Now, how do we know if people are truly improving? There's something called the three levels of change. And we've been teaching this now for over 30 years. Effort, progress, and results. Let me give you an analogy that is the most fundamental, well-understood analogy. What do we do in sales? We get the sales team together and we say, come on, everybody. You know, we're running behind goal. We're at 92% as a team. We got to get our numbers up. Honestly, 
Do we really think somebody doesn't understand that? And so what we have to think about is, what do we typically do? We leap effort. We leap progress. And so often when I ask sales leaders, how often are you practicing with your sales teams? How often do you have scheduled practice sessions? Well, we're really busy. I've got a veteran team. You cannot arbitrarily improve what you don't practice. So what happens is we show up. We haven't made an effort to get better. We haven't progressed. And therefore, we will not have predictable, sustainable results. Let me add further context. And again, I'm going to use a sales analogy. When somebody's sales are up and you say, gee, Steve, your numbers are sky high. What happened? They talk about themselves. Next year, Steve has a down year. What happened? Well, the economy went south. Marketing really needs to improve what they're doing. Now, let me take something even further. Think about someone with a negative attitude. So, Susie, why do you think you got a poor performance review? Well, my boss is a jerk. Susie's not going to honestly say, to be honest with you, my attitude stinks. So how do you coach someone like that? Well, first, you have to coach them around effort. So let's take that Susie example. I might say, Susie, I want you to, every week, come in with an example of where you really invested in one of your teammates, where you went above and beyond the call of duty. And I want you to be able to describe people's reaction when you did that. I would have a coach do that for 12 straight weeks. The first four weeks are effort. What you do during effort is you praise, thank them for their effort, make them feel good about getting better because they will not, quote unquote, get to the promised land within three or four sessions because you magically showed up. Then when you get to progress, you have to pinpoint what they're doing well. The great study at Harvard points out people are at their most motivated state when they're progressing. If we don't point it out, they don't know what to repeat. Results. Through effort and progress, we can now start to attain predictable, sustainable results. The mistakes that leaders make is we tend to leapfrog effort and progress and say, you got to improve your attitude next week. Come on, sales team, got to get your numbers up. Next month's a big month. It doesn't work that way. It's like telling a basketball team, guys, girls, we're not going to practice this season. Let's just show up for games and have fun during the week. Do we honestly think we would have success? So the keys to success are very simple. You have to have a coaching framework. You have to have a model, not a script, a model, a framework your leaders can use to coach, your peers can coach one another. Number two, they have to become skilled at asking questions. Number three, we have to understand the process of change, effort, progress, and results. It never changes. Somebody once argued that with me, and I'll never forget it. He said, but what if you don't have time? And he got really, really um, angry because he just didn't agree with it. And I said, well, let me ask you something. You, you don't agree with this? He goes, no, I don't. I said, okay. I said, can I ask you something? What do you do? And he said, I'm the director of customer service. I said, fantastic. I said, I'm going to ask you a question. And I'm going to give you 60 seconds to not answer it. So I was using something called reflective coaching because he was very quick in the moment. And I said, so everybody on your team, every single person is hitting their metrics at 100% or above without question. Don't answer for 60 seconds. You could just see this guy trying to answer. I said, no, no, no. You agreed, 60 seconds. At 61 seconds, he goes, well, of course not. 
I said, okay, when someone's not hitting their goal, what happens? He said, I get rid of them. I hire new talent. I said, okay, great. I said, you put me on the spot in front of the group, right? And he said, yeah. And he was actually a really good guy. I said, so when people quit, what do you think the number one thing people quit? What's the number one reason? He said, I don't know. Guy next to him goes, the boss. I said, he's right. So I said, what I hear you saying, if I worked for you, if I don't hit 100%, you're going to fire me. He said, well, no, well, and all of a sudden the audience, you could hear ooing and eyeing. And I said, think about what I said. If you're going to create that turnstile of turnover and just hire talent from the outside, I'm not saying you're wrong, but don't tell me you're helping people improve. You're demanding results or the flip side of that coin is you just simply get rid of them. That is your culture. So now let me ask you, hearing that objectively, would you want to join that? Be honest with me. Well, I don't know. I said, I think you do. So what we have to realize is how people change. We have to have a model that people can follow when they coach. They have to become skilled in questions and they have to understand whatever they're coaching to. Is it a knowledge issue? Is it a skill issue? Or is it a behavioral issue? Let me know if this has helped. Thank you for listening to another episode of Coaching Conversations by Tim Hagen and Progress Coaching. Now, our company is always coming out with new and innovative solutions to help leaders coach their employees. And recently, we just created a new service called Coach to You, where leaders can pick and choose topics and assign seven to 21-day programs for employees to learn and, more importantly, apply actions and then reflect and share what they're going to do going forward as a result of the learning. It's called Coach to You. We're literally bringing coaching to your employees. If you're intrigued, we'll have a link in each one of our episodes where you can get more information. And again, thank you so much for listening to another episode.